0: Block
1: Talk Radio. Let
0: me get your list.
1: Yeah.
0: Give me just one second, sister All right, let's take our red hymn book. Let's stand together. We're going to turn to 314, 314. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound has saved a wretch like me. girl songs on the church and she picked out Amazing Grace I said we haven't sung yet congregational and I don't know when but uh, praise the Lord thank God for that old song amen amen, amen. prayer requests this morning do you have any Ms. Charlotte
1: praise
0: my help. <laughs> yes ma'am yes ma'am we sure will any other prayer requests this morning
1: Cole
0: yeah, not sure. uh, I noticed he wasn't here I, I, we sure will lift up Scott in prayer any others Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But I just want to say I, I'm encouraged. I really am encouraged. Uh, you know, the devil likes to blow and go, but God's people are, I believe God's people are crying out. I really do. I truly do. And I know that God hears the prayers of his people. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> just, to, just, to, just to address that, I listen to a guy out of Florida every day uh, named Mark K. He's on the radio he made this comment, he said, to kind of comfort some hearts. He said, not to keep you from the polls, but to comfort some hearts. He said, you know, there's no enthusiasm behind the Biden campaign. He said, you got boat parades, parades up and down the highway, miles long of, of Trump supporters. And he said, and they're writing songs. He said, we got songs come out every week. He said, when's the last time you heard a Biden song? And said, you know what, where there's enthusiasm, he said, don't worry about the polls, the enthusiasm's what you look at. And there's definitely enthusiasm to uh, reelect our president. So I'm, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take comfort in that and take comfort in the fact that God's in control. Amen. But we're gonna pray we're gonna pray for a red tsunami to sweep America, amen. Amen. In the House and the Senate, and maybe we can get some things done in America back right for God. Uh, so let's pray for that as well. Anybody else? Anything else? Amen. I know this is going out over the Internet, and there's a lot of people who may not like what I'm saying, but to them I say, <clears throat> amen.
1: <laughs> praise God.
0: I'm going to praise God anyhow. I'm going to do what's right anyhow, whether they like it or not. Amen. So anyway, it's good to be in church. Amen. And I love you, and love the Lord. glad we're all here together. And uh, you pray for me. I haven't felt good the last two days. I'm just going to be honest with you. Uh, coming back from uh, Texas, County the other day, I started having some pain under my rib cage, and it moved around my side, and it was up in my back, and I just kind of was concerned about that, but but uh, I just hadn't felt great the last couple of days, Just, and it's not anything I would call COVID-related. It's just some other things I'm just not sure about. So just pray that all this passes, and I don't, even, I don't even have to think about it again. But anyway, let's pray that God moves here today. Let's pray that God's spirit is felt, His presence is felt, And he speaks to our hearts today, and and leads us in the Word of God. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Robert, lead us in prayer, please. Yes. Amen. Amen. You be seated. two three hundred and twenty eight three twenty eight come thou found of every blessing
2: Come thou found of every blessing Tune my heart to sing thy grace streams of mercy never ceasing Call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me some melodious sonnet, sung by flaming tongues above. Praise the out, I'm fixed upon it, mount of thy redeeming love. Here I raise mine Ebenezer, hither by thy And I hope by thy good pleasure Safely to arrive at home Jesus sought me when a stranger Wandering from the fold of God He to rescue me from danger Interposed his precious blood Oh to grace how great a day. Daily I'm constrained to be. Let thy goodness, like a fetter, find my wandering heart to thee. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, oh, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above.
0: Amen. Did you hear the words that last stanza?
2: Yes.
0: Amen. Especially the last part. I think that's kind of an answer to what you were saying in Sunday school. I think that may be what Jesus was addressing. That same sentiment. Prone to wander. Prone to wander. Lord, bind me like a fetter, like a chain on my leg to you. Amen. I don't want to wander. That's what the songwriter was saying. Praise God. Turn to number forty-four. Number forty-four. Yes. I am thine, O Lord.
2: I am thine, O Lord. I have heard thy voice and it told thy love to me. But I long to rise in the arms of faith and be closer drawn to thee. Draw me nearer to the cross where Thou hast died. Draw me nearer, 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 blessed Lord, to Thy precious bleeding side. Consecrate me now to Thy service, Lord, by the power of grace divine. Let my soul There are depths of love that I cannot know Till I cross the narrow sea There are heights of joy that I may not reach Till I rest in peace with thee Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord To the cross where thou hast died Draw me nearer, 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 blessed Lord, to Thy precious bleeding side.
0: Amen. That's what we want, isn't it? Amen. Amen. Hey, we just we were just singing, Lord. I feel like I'm, I I feel like my I want to wander and I don't want to do it. Lord, please bind me to Your side, and hear You saying, Draw me near. Draw me near. I may be bound to you, but I still want to be drawn to you. Amen? I want to be drawn closer. Praise God. Number 78. Number 78. Redeemed, redeemed. Redeemed how I love to
2: proclaim it. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed through His infinite mercy. His child and forever I am. Redeemed, redeemed Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb Redeemed, redeemed His child and forever I am Redeemed and so happy in Jesus No language my rapture can tell I know that the light of His presence With me doth continually dwell. Redeemed, redeemed, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed, redeemed, His child and forever I am. I think of my blessed Redeemer. I think of Him all the day long. I sing, for I cannot be silent. His love is the theme of my song. Redeemed, redeemed, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed, redeemed, His child and forever I am. I know I shall see in His beauty The king in whose law I delight, who lovingly guardeth my footsteps, and giveth me songs in the night. Redeemed, redeemed, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed, redeemed, his child and forever I am. Amen. Praise God to them
0: devil can't take me away. Hallelujah. Saved in Jesus. I tell you what, I'm glad to be in church this morning. Of all that I do all week long, I love to be right here. Most of all. Amen.
2: deeper than the deepest Lord, I see what a wonderful day. My blessed Lord, I see Every need His hand supplying Every good in Him I see On His strength divine relying He is all in all He is more than life To me And the fairest Of ten thousand In my Blessed Lord I see By the crystal Flowing river With Ransomed, I will sing and forever and forever praise and glorify my. Lord
0: I see amen take your Bible, turn with me to John chapter seventeen, John seventeen. We're going to cover two verses this morning verses twenty two and twenty three. I do believe I hadn't forgot everything since I got here. Amen. Yes, absolutely right. Verses 22 and 23. We'll back up just a little bit and read just a hair before we get to where we're going. Just to make everything blend nicely. Let me get my sermon pulled up here and we'll be ready to start. Sure glad that you came to church this morning. And I'm glad for those who tuned in to listen to us this morning and pray that God's presence be felt both here and wherever they're at this morning listening in. But we're glad to have all Tuned in whether you're here or not. Amen. And I hope that you will. I know I hope that you'll that you'll forget about all the stuff you gotta do later. Forget about all the burdens that are on your shoulders today. And let just let that stuff ride till tomorrow. Amen. And let's just focus on what God has to say to us here today. Amen. So we're gonna we're gonna back up just a little bit. I'm gonna back up to verse fourteen. Verse fourteen, John seventeen, fourteen. We'll read from there. Jesus said there in his high priestly prayer, he said, I have given them thy word, and the world hath hated them, because they're not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. as thou hast sent me into the world. Even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word that they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them, that they may be one even as we are one. I in them and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that thou hast sent me and has loved them as thou hast loved me. Let's pray this morning. Father, we come before your throne and we ask you now the Holy Ghost of God to settle in our hearts this morning and, and focus us. We pray that, that you would focus us on the word of God that we might set aside everything that would that would hinder us from understanding the word, that we would seek earnestly for the Holy Ghost of God to enlighten our understanding, to give us heavenly vision, to see the scriptures the way you spoke them, Lord, that we might understand your your heart's cry, your desire coming from your heart, Lord, as you prayed for not only your disciples that stood there in the moonlight with you, Lord, but for all those who, who are here today and are listening in today, Lord, we are certainly your we are certainly your disciples. Lord, we're following you and we love you and we trust you. Lord, give us discernment. Give us spiritual discernment, understanding. Help us, Lord, to make application to our own personal lives. Help us to understand your heart now, Lord. We pray make us tender and sensitive to what you're saying. And we'll give you the glory, we'll give you the thanks and the praise. And Father, we realize that all that we have and all that we are is in your hand. And we ask you, Lord, to deal with us mercifully as a, as a nation and as your people. Father God, not because we deserve it, but for Christ's sake. Lord, that the gospel may continue to be published throughout this land. Lord, that we might have freedom of movement and liberty as your people in this land. Lord, that the tide of evil might be turned in this land. Father God, empower your church, your people now. Speak to us and through us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And let me just read those two verses again, and we'll get into them this morning. John seventeen, twenty-two, and 23. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Now, let's just look there in verse 22. The first thing he said here, and the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them. God has given us glory. I don't feel like I deserve glory, do you? I certainly don't feel like I deserve any glory, but it's the Father's desire. It is the desire of the Lord Jesus Christ to give us glory. I don't understand why, but that's what he said. He said he has given us his glory. Now, when we speak of that word glory, it's a Greek word doxa, which means a most glorious condition in an exalted state. Again, I don't feel like I ought to have a glorious condition exalted state because of anything i've done and of course that's great because it's not because of anything that i've ever done and it's certainly not because of anything that you've ever done the only reason that jesus desires to give us this glory is because he paid for it and it's out of his his loving compassion and and kindness and his desire for us to be with him and for all things to be restored and for everything to be back in its perfect state in heaven that's the desired the desire of our Savior, and that's why he's praying for this. But it's not just for that heavenly kingdom to come. It's for now. You may say, us bear his glory now. Yes. Okay, let's just look. Well, when it comes to glory mentioned with Christ, here's what it's saying. I'm giving you a definition out of, uh, from, from the Greek word doxa, and here's the first definition related to Christ. It says, of the condition with God the Father in heaven to which Christ was raised, after he achieved his work on earth. Now, he, was, he, he came to earth and was born into a natural human body, and he walked around in that human body until he went to the cross of Calvary, was buried in the grave, and on the third day he got up, and that body was not the same anymore. It was a glorified body. And he went and took his, his own blood as our high priest, our mediator, which we've talked about, and took it to heaven and sprinkled it on the mercy seat in heaven applying the, the blood for the sins of all who would believe. Okay? Now he did that for us. And when he was finished, he came he came back down there to earth, he appeared to appeared to some five hundred people, and then he went back to heaven. He left the Mount of Olives and they were all standing there with their mouths open, watching him go up, and the angels told him, said, You know, he'll come in like manner as you've seen him go. And he went and he is seated at the right hand of the Father. It's all accomplished, it's all done. He's there, he's there as a as an intercessor for us, and he is seated in glory in heaven. Now that's the glory we're talking about there. But the second definition is as relates to his church. And it refers to the glorious condition of blessedness into which is appointed and promised that true Christians will enter into after the Savior returns from heaven. Now we will then be like him and we'll be changed into into glorified bodies. We'll be like him and we'll see him as he is and, and we will know as we are known. We will have a perfect body without sin and we will be we will we will share in his glory in heaven forevermore. Yes, I know all that. But down here, while we're here he said, "The glory which Thou gavest me, I have given them." So, how is how do we enjoy that? Let's how do we are we partakers of that glory while we're here? Well, I can I can give you I can give you three angles to that. Number one, we're partakers of His holiness. You say, "How is that?" Hebrews twelve ten says this. Listen closely. For they verily, for a few days, chastened us after their own pleasure. That's talking about our fathers, our earthly fathers, and they spanked us when we needed it. But this is talking about the chastening of the Lord, but it says, but he, that being, that meaning the Lord for our profit, that we might be partakers of his holiness. Why does God allow troubles and hard tri- times and trials to come into our life as such as to discipline us and spank our behind just like we were little children? It's to drive us away from sin and evil in our life and to drive us back to his His throne and, and to seek forgiveness for our sin and a closeness with him and when we do when we seek that we're separating from the world like he's told us to do he he sanctified himself that we may be sanctified he wants us separated from ungodliness and worldliness to him and when we do that we share in his glory we're able to walk in his presence talk to him and, and, and he guides our way and all the things all the promises of god are flowing in our life when we, we we repent of our way and we come to Him, and I'm not talking about as a believer. I'm ta- I'm, not, I'm not talking about to salvation. I'm talking about as a believer. When we when we get out of the way of the Lord, we wander. We we allow sin into our life. We allow things that displease God, and, and and we know that the fellowship between us and God is broken. It's not what it should be. Then we come back and we get things right with Him again. We are we are then reveling in the glory of God. We're there in a in a sec- sanctified place between us and God, partakers of his holiness. And you know that's the way God would have us to be every day of our life. God desires that closeness with us. God loves us. God wants us close to him. I I can tell you right now, I don't want my children gone from me. Every one of y'all in here that's got grown children, the truth of it is you'd like for them to come see you a lot. You don't want them to leave and be gone forever. You love them. You want to spend time with them. You want to talk to them spend all that time raising them, spend all that money on them, done all those things for them. You don't want them to just blow you off. for You want them to come back. I guarantee you, you travel, you travel to any nursing home in this area and you talk to people, would you like your family to come see you? Every one of them is going to say, yes. Why? We, we, we want that. God, we're his children. God wants us next to him. God wants us right there with him. God wants us following him. God wants us speaking the things that he's spoken and doing the things that he's told us to do because we're his family. His children, and we're partakers of that holiness. But that leads me to the next thing: we're partakers of His divine nature as believers in Christ. Second Peter one four, the Bible says, "Whereby are given unto us exceeding great." How do you get better than great? I don't know, but God says exceeding great and precious promises. The promises God has made to us are better than are better than great and better than precious. Amen. I like that. He said that by these, by these promises he's made to us, that ye might be partakers of the divine nature. What promises he made? made, He promised to save us. He promised us to deliver us. He promised us a home. He promised us a new body. He promised us a residence with him. And by believing on Christ, we're partakers of that divine nature. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust, this world is eat up with it, and it's getting filthier by the day. <clears throat> I listen I listened quite a bit to. Uh, I don't know if you ever listened to. I mean, he's not a Baptist, but I don't care whether he's Baptist or not. He's he's right the way he handles things. Sometimes Ray Comfort. Have you ever heard of Ray Comfort? He uh, he he's a he he deals with a lot of atheists. Man, he can just pow, 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 give them some stuff. And I mean, they're, they're all of a sudden, they're scrambling to try to support their position. <clears throat> but you know why they're there? Because, and, and he, he makes it plain. He said, it's not that you don't believe there's a God. He said, you just want to continue on in your filth and sin. And it makes you feel better about you continuing on your filth and sin if you tell yourself there's no God. And that's what's going on amongst all the young people today who, who claim to be atheists. It's not that they don't believe there's a God. They just rather convince themselves that there's not so that they can continue to live the way they're living. <clears throat> but we have escaped that. Listen to me. We, we understood. We came to the end of ourselves. And we realized that our way's wicked as hell, and we're going to die and go there if we don't believe on Christ. And that's the only reason is because we have we have listened, we've heard, and we received the, the, the drawing of the Holy Ghost and we came and we believed. And they've not done that yet. But that's but listen, God calls us holy because of that. Because we are in him. We have believed unto salvation through the blood of Jesus Christ. We're partakers of his holiness when we get next to him and close to him and stay there. Amen. And listen, but better I mean, what makes it great all most of all is we're partakers of the reconciliation. That is in Christ. Romans 5.11 And not only so, but we also joy in God through our, through our Lord Jesus Christ by whom we have now received the atonement. The atonement paid for our... The, he, he made it possible for us to come to God and be reconciled to God. And through the reconciliation that we have in Him, through the divine nature that we received of Him, and through the holiness that we have only through Him, we are, we are bearing His glory. God wants us to... Uh, there ain't a parent who's got any character to him at all that doesn't want their children to bear that same character. Amen? You got a dad who's a hard worker and does right and, and honest as the day is long, and he has a son. You know what? He don't want his son to turn out to be sorry and lay out in the street drunk all night. No, he wants his son to be an upstanding man just like him. God's no different. God would have all of his children to to follow his word to trust in His Son, and to and to lean on His Spirit. He wants us to share in His glory. We want our children to grow up and have the same the same uh, uh, privileges we were offered and, and, and the things that we had. We want our children to grow up and have the same kind of home they were raised in, don't we? To a degree, amen, we could all do better. I understand that. Some of us made mistakes, but it's, if we're raised in a godly Christian home, we want our children to have the same. So he said, the glory that thou gavest me, Jesus is saying, I've given them. I've given them what they need. He said that they may be one, even as we are one. And I know we talked about that a little bit last week, but let's look at it just a little more this morning that they may be one, even as we are one. And we talked about what that didn't mean last week. Again, I can't yoke up with somebody who doesn't believe salvation by grace through faith in Christ and nothing else. I can't yoke up with somebody who believes in some other way of salvation. I'm not going to join in membership with somebody who doesn't believe the truth of the Word of God. I, I'm No way. No, no way. But I'm, uh, and again, I'm not going to preach behind the pulpit of somebody who doesn't believe the gospel. Amen. But when he speaks about one, what does he mean? Because, again, because there's a, there's, many, there's, more, there's more denominations, there are colors in the big colored box. But we're not talking about that this morning. We're talking about, again, believers, believers who have come through the shed blood of Christ, believers. That they may be one. That word one there, its a, the Greek word is heis. It, it means united most closely in will and in spirit. United most closely in will and in spirit. 1 John 5, 7 says this. There are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, that's Christ, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one, same word, heist. They're one, united together. There's never been a time when Jesus did anything that was outside the will of his Father. There's never been a time the Holy Ghost did anything that was outside the will of the Father and and disparaged the Son. They've never, ever, one time, not one time ever been opposed. They're united more closely than anything could ever be. Jesus said in John 10, 20, 30, he said, speaking of, of my sheep, hear my voice, and they, and they follow me, and I know them, I give unto them eternal life, they shall never perish, neither, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My father, which is greater, my father, which is greater, well, I, I've got tongue tangled up on it. But anyway, verse 30 says, I and my father are one. Okay, there's no division there. I and my father are one. But in John seventeen eleven. Listen to what he says here. And now I am no more in the world. This is, we just read this a couple Sundays ago. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to thee, Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. So he wants believers to be in total agreement on what? Everything? No, we couldn't possibly be because we're different people. But what should we be in total agreement on? The book? Salvation by grace through faith in Christ and nothing else? Amen? That's what we ought to be in agreement upon completely. And every single believer that you meet from here to Indochina ought to agree on, with you on that very thing, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, was buried according to the Scriptures, and rose again according to the Scriptures. Every single believer must agree on that one thing. But when we talk about being one, what else do we mean? Well, if you look in Romans twelve four. The Bible says, "For as for for as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office." Well, no, surely not. They're all different. There, there are Christians who do all different kinds of things, and not everybody's the same. You know, I mean, when God talks about one, He don't just mean like one note. I mean, I was thinking about the guitar, for example. You know. How pretty would the song be if all I ever went was note over and over? That ain't very pretty, is
2: it?